0: Hey, everybody. It's Robert here, your friendly neighborhood grip or rip tusk or the big guy, depending on who you ask and when. Welcome to Act Two, Chapter 45. Thank you all so much for joining us. And a big thank you. We hit a huge milestone a week or so ago. We hit 10,000 downloads of the Dark Nexus podcast. So thank you to everybody who has listened, who has told a friend. We're, we're thrilled. We really are a little beside ourselves to hit that mark. So thank you. Please enjoy Act 2, Chapter 45.
1: Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 45. It is the morning of the fifth day of Neth. We have slept overnight. All was quiet on the ship and no noticeable sounds of screaming, terror, or mayhem emerged from the town of Thrushmore over the course of the evening. It is the early morning. We have just woken up from our dreams of God and God dreaming dreams of us. Everybody got your fifth-level sheets?
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. What is the plan for today? I wanted to throw something out real quick, which is uh, maybe we do one more downtime activity in the morning so that I could have a masterwork weapon and then we go forth unless people are like no I really have something that I want to do right now in the morning into the afternoon
3: Dora can't quite see past her disease in the morning so she's up for whatever anyone wants
4: I would also be obviously (laughs) helping you we do need to make some rolls don't we why
3: don't we start with
1: those maybe that will determine what we're going to do So I assume, Johnny, that Roni overnight will be providing the treat disease use. Yes.
3: We also have sanity damage, right?
1: That only goes away with a full day of rest.
3: Or counseling.
2: Or counseling. So that could be something that Mm -hmm. that could be a downtown activity for sure. Could could certainly be spending. Well, then I will.
3: Some of us are at greater risk than others of (laughs) uh, taking more damage and being disabled by it. What are you talking about?
0: Why is everyone looking at me?
2: Well, I'm gonna prepare some extracts.
0: Well, if if that's the case, can Grip have
2: some time with Tolman?
0: If uh, Roni's gonna do some crafting, that is certainly something you could do for sure.
3: Can more than one of us sit with Tolman and we have like a group session?
0: <laughs> group therapy.
1: There'll be donuts and coffee. Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna fight with that at the moment.
3: <laughs> he lucked out on a lot of roles mm-hmm. before, so I don't know. He's
1: I, I, he's very good at what he does, I guess.
4: There is a psychometry reading from uh, Act One that I want to get some more information from that mm-hmm. if we could since we've oh, re leveled we could maybe try that again if that's something that you'd be willing to do.
1: Alright, well uh, let's start with let's start with the heel. We'll see what state Dora's in as we begin the day. Yeah.
2: So Gull has uh cra- who? I'm, oh my gosh yeah, here we go. so Roni has uh, mixed up some extracts and uh, drinks one so this heal check you would have made of uh, the previous day oh I would have made it yesterday yes well I had one I had one left over then for yesterday which I will I literally had written it down on the last sheet one open one so that was spent Love yesterday it. then Love it. to do this alright so heal check Let's see what we get oh my gosh a thirty.
3: Wow. <laughs> oh, whoa! It's just gone, right? It's just cured.
2: No, but you do
1: get that plus four bonus on your save. Wow! Fantastic. All right. That's good cause yeah. Rony is the only
3: bonus I get.
1: Rony is in the zone as he's as he's healing folks that Wait, night. Wait, if you you beat that by a lot, did you get
2: a special thing? No
3: special thing. No special thing. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome.
3: That's it. Plus four. That's what I got.
1: Plus four. So, this is the check being made the next morning to see if Dora can pull herself out of the weakened state.
3: I got a 16. Mm hmm. And I'm definitely going to use an action point.
1: No, you definitely would not.
3: I wouldn't? Nope. Great.
1: Because you are no longer oh, weakened. God.
3: Yay!
1: Woohoo! Awesome. If you're no longer s- fatigued and sickened, you are back at the latent stage. You got two saves more to get out of that. I
3: have already made two in a row. I had to make n- two more?
1: Yeah, because you're not healthy.
3: Jesus. Bah!
1: Yeah, welcome to Johnny's this. life in Act yeah. 1.
3: <laughs> All right, well, at least now I have a plus two bonus to my fourth stave.
1: So, overnight, in addition to leveling up and feeling more powerful and experienced, Dora does wake up She's not fully well, but she is no longer mechanically impaired, no longer feeling sick and tired
4: from the filth fever.
1: Woohoo! Yay! Yay. We have some things we need
2: to make spellcraft checks on, I'm sure.
4: Oh, yes. But I don't know what I'm spell checking.
2: All right. We have an unidentified ring from the Tatterman that I am wearing.
4: Unidentified ring from the Tatterman. 26 spellcraft checks.
2: It's a ring of protection
1: plus one. Very, very nice. It'll provide a plus one deflection
2: bonus to AC. Who do we want to have wear it? What's everybody's armor class? Since I am now trying to be further away. I'm at, seems t- I'm at 21 currently.
3: I'm generally in favor of loading up the tanks with as many items yeah, as we can get I am front, also, on the front end. I right? am
2: also in favor of that. My AC is 20.
3: Uh, to me, it's a toss-up between the two of you since Grip has so many hit points to spare and you're in melee slightly less frequently so to me that's a toss up. Mm-hmm. Roll for it. What's yours at?
4: <laughs> My AC is 20.
2: I mean the one of the two of you should have it either to keep you alive so you keep the rest of us alive yeah. or keep you from getting hit less
4: so to so keep us alive. Okay. Good old fashioned are roll you, off.
0: Are you wearing any rings currently?
4: I am not wearing a ring. No, Where am not. Right.
0: Five.
4: I rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in good fucking helping Thank you.
1: Okay,
2: what else do we have? We have uh, the magic armor. Mm.
4: Magic armor would spell craft check. The wooden and... magic armor. That's an eleven. God <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two.
2: Anything else? I, I think that's honestly
1: it. I don't think there is anything else. Great. Alright, so we've got one item identified. We've got Dora feeling uh, adventuresome. Fit and fiddle fiddle fit and fiddle like. Fit and fiddle adjacent. How about that?
3: Fit and fiddle-esque. Easy
1: Fiddlesque,
3: for you to say. Fun to say.
1: So we're thinking about a little bit of group counseling with Tolman while Ronnie works on his pistol. <laughs> the alchemical torch to you, sir. Works while Ronnie works on his alchemical yeah. torch, sir.
3: <laughs> I love this. Going into
0: group therapy. <laughs> Hello. And My Rip name is Ryan,
3: Dora.
0: I've got anger
4: issues. Would it? Uh,
3: Whatever happens, don't say the name.
4: Dora, before you go in yes. to speak with Tolman, uh, before all of you go in to speak
3: with you're, Tolman, you're coming in too. Aren't I
4: don't you? really need to speak to Tolman about anything, I think.
0: No sanity damage you? Everybody has three points
3: of sanity. We all have have it. I I thought it was two.
1: You got two on top of the one you already had. Well,
4: before we go in. Why did I already
3: have
1: one? Everybody left with one. Everybody's at three right now. Got it.
4: Before we go in to speak with Tolman, Dora, when you looked at the Morning Star for me, you remembered a a story about a man. About a man who who gave this to me, Sven Van Houten. Yeah. Do you now that we're here in Thrushborn, Can you place where that took place? Can you figure out where we where that happened?
3: Well, I've only been to the booklayer and <laughs> to the sleepless agency in the fish mart, but
1: you've you've seen this town. The place where that vision took place was not this town. It was a very, very big city. uh, Rosenport? With no even recognizable similarities in architecture. Do you have knowledge local? No. Mm Mm-hmm. I could. I have knowledge local. You didn't see what Doris saw. That's true. It was just described.
3: This is very important to you, Ray.
4: I assumed that it took place in Thrushmore where, where... I assumed I was the new priest that Van Horton mentioned.
3: Seemed a much bigger city. Okay.
1: Paul, does Ray share any information about the other dreams he had? I think he kept to himself the walking down the Market Street dream. There's still the dream about waking up in the city and following the chain that you use to strangle yourself with that
4: I don't know that he's brought up. Yeah, that's that's not fresh in my memory right now to um, riff on. So in this dream, yeah. you were
1: in a giant city filled with slaves and chains. Hmm. And you were one of these, you were both a slave and a chain holder. And you strangled and murdered multiple versions of yourselves while multiple versions of yourselves strangled and murdered you but it was a big city like as you reflect back on that it was not tiny little Threshmore it was a, it was in a different kind of place entirely
0: was it paris
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was not paris. Paris. was it
4: the paris of galarian <laughs> polarian absolutely garris <laughs> <laughs> um okay so uh you know okay so dora mentions the large the big city and rays kind of baffled by it being not his, what he expected to hear. And then he remembers this dream about the large city where he was pulling a chain attached to his neck and there were multiple of him in this large city. The, the vision of that dream comes back to him and he just takes a step he takes a step back. Thank you, Dora.
3: I could ask... There is someone I could ask. Who? Tina. Oh, right. Right. She's not very forthcoming, but...
4: Well, let's do the, uh... Let's go talk to
3: Tolman first. Alright. Translation, I have a once a day ability to make a knowledge check on something I'm not trained in. Oh. Because Tima might know something about it. I don't have a bonus to it. It's just my intelligence bonus, but it's not nothing. Yeah, Um,
4: that just seems like, uh, I don't know, just um, Ray's not not feeling like he wants to ask that of Tima right now. Right. Yeah.
1: So we uh, go down below decks and circle up with Tolman and the kids. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Just like old times. I, I
3: really love
1: it. Yeah, I don't know how long I'm going to allow group therapy here, but we'll do, we'll do it today.
3: We'll do it today because I'm feeling uh, I'm
2: feeling generous. Okay. Is the, I, I'm not trying to push back, but I am honestly curious why it would be a why, a... why not?
1: Instead of relying only on your own strength or personality to reduce the effects of sanity damage, you can seek out a single confidant or advisor. Fair enough. So this is a grace period. Today... We do a group <laughs> from here on forward. the The effects of group therapy won't uh, won't help us. If this you don't want to do it, let's no. Not do I think it. it's fine for today. I think it's fine for today. We're sort of bridging the the time period between one state of being and another state I of feel being. I like this
3: is an ability check, and it's really hard. And we've been really lucky with him making the rolls anyway. Mm-hmm. So, no, It's gonna fail sometime.
1: Yeah, it's gonna fail sometime. <laughs> Grip, it does not work on you.
0: It's our quack science anyway.
1: Dora, it does not work on you. Ray, are you participating in the therapy? Yes. You get a lot out of the therapy. Like, as if two points of sanity damage were reduced. Maybe he spends a lot of time and energy on probing Ray about his decision to
0: forsake all gods. It's the problem with group, though. Someone's going to dominate the conversation (laughs) every week. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. I'm
3: not... Really worried about me. <laughs>
0: hmm? I don't understand the I question. I'm not going to respond
3: to it. <laughs> terrifically worried about grip.
1: And then Johnny, Ronnie settles down with his equipment. Yep. To work on
2: his pistol. Is he doing this? Um, no, I think he does it. I think he does it. Uh, well, I think he grabs baits. Mm. I think he grabs Bates because Bates was really helpful before. Yeah, and he's uh, he's like, "Come here, kid. Uh, I need your help on this." And uh, grabs him, and he's actually going to take him to the to the bookbinders. Both of Johnny's characters <laughs> go to the bookbinders.
1: Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a, a little bit of nervousness from a, a bunch of the. Survivors at the sight of you two all going off alone. Like maybe even Den would step up and and say, uh, look, well, I don't know how far you're going, but you need you need someone else to keep an eye on you? Yeah, sure. Sounds like a dangerous town. Yeah, sure. All right, let me get my shit. Get your shit. <laughs> he gets his shit, which consists of sure. his own filthy sack.
0: Well, in that case, Grip and us are going to go have a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're doing oh, I'm, in, I'm in group. I'm in group.
1: You're in group. <laughs> you're in group. Uh, so you head down to the book layers and you're able to set up your uh, set up your kit there and get to work on your gun over the course of the the rest of the morning here with Bates helping you out and Denman keeping an eye out on the road for you, coming in and out, you know, checking out with, with interest uh, what you're doing.
2: And uh, he's gonna hang out with you for that period of time. Great. While he's uh while he's there and in the midst of stuff and actually I think that Bates would be able to kind of start to like pick it up and be like oh yeah no I see how this goes it starts to here I, I got part of this and can, can I do some of it Mr. Gull what does your character say to the other
4: character <laughs> uh, this is great character radio say, <laughs> Mr. Gull does your character say yes yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> good.
4: you're this so seems. handsome Mr.
2: Gull <laughs> I, I do think that he doesn't um Uh, Correct him when he calls him Mr. Gull. He just leaves that be. Oh, great. He's not going to try to talk to this kid about all this other stuff.
1: And all joking aside, as we do envision this scene, we should envision Bates possessing an abnormal level of skill and understanding with the work that he's doing on this alchemical torch as though he has very carefully noted and studied the toy version yep. that Gull gave him and has been watching every free second the way Gull, now Rony carries the torch, uses the torch, loads the torch, cleans it, takes it apart. That sort of fanatic, uh, obsessive behavior of cleaning, you know, taking out the tools and dealing with it. And Bates has, has picked up a lot of information about how
2: yep. to operate these. Yep, yep. But while we're here, Roni will also reach out to Denman and go, uh... Hey, so, uh... You're Verisian, right? Yeah, that I am. I guess... I didn't know this, but I guess I'm Verisian too.
1: You certainly have the look of a Verisian.
2: What was that?
1: I said you have the look of a Verisian, though, uh... I did note... I mean...
2: Verizian? Yeah. It's not Verizian?
1: No, Verizia. Verizia. I'm a Verizian.
2: Verizian.
1: You know, we. a bloodline. We come from Verizia.
2: Verizia.
1: I'm surprised to hear you expressing <laughs> interest, honestly, because, uh. I mean, you know. <laughs> no. Well, you. you cut off your tattoos, man. And, uh, you gave away your family blade. This would seem to indicate to me you kind of uh, want to take a shit on our culture. I,
2: I, don't, I don't really know anything about our culture. Look, the tattoos are very important.
1: And he lifts up his shirt, and he has this intricately designed series of feathers tattooed all across his stomach and chest in this, uh, it's not a spiral, but kind of a, a swirling shape again like hundreds and hundreds of of feathers uh yeah you know this is it's a big part of the thing you know
2: what is it uh, what does it mean well I I'm mean, not I'm not fucking with you I, I really don't know
1: well you see you see all these feathers these each one of these look it's it tells it tells a story they all tell a story and each one of these feathers represents a time in my life when somebody wronged me. Now I picked this up from my from my ma. And She's the one. You know, she was deep in. She, I think, you know, her family was was Scarni, You know, and I think she's Scarny. Give me a knowledge local check.
2: Twenty three.
1: Roni recognizes that as the Scarny are basically a. A loose collection of Verizian crime families, think like the mob, a whole bunch of outfits gathered around, typically some sort of charismatic family member or friend who acts as a crime lord in the the west of Verizia, which is to the west of where you all currently are right now, in the center of the continent. They are, yeah, crime outfits. Mob bosses, into robbery, pickpocketing, confidence schemes. Generally targeting only non-Verisians, but uh, there are wide there are wide expanses of levels of crime, depravity, and intentionality behind them. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you know she was she was deep into that stuff, and I, I got this from her. And you know I think in her case, you know, she saw. She saw her feathers as as a well-it's like a, a choice to be made, right? Like you can see these feathers as like these wrongs that are done to you. You see them as something light, with no weight, things that can't affect you, things you can step on. Or you can also see them as a collection of experiences that when placed together make you stronger and more powerful and can lift you up. Ever since I've been at the asylum, you know, they've been telling me to, to stop making these tattoos. That my obsession with them might be the seed of my problem. <laughs> I don't know, man, like, that's, you know, they're trying to erase my story here. This fucking matters to me. So I don't know what your, well, I don't know what your triangles were, man, but... They were telling some story about your life, about your experiences. That shit's gone now. Just like your blade. You know, you walk in, you walk in in a room with a sword like that. You say, you say, you say something to people. You say, I fight fucking fast and dirty. Because that's a Verisian blade. And you also say, maybe I'm fucking Scarny. Maybe I'm fucking Scarny. That's what I thought when I first saw you.
2: I don't know how much you know about you know me and the other guys, the four of us, but uh, as far as we're concerned, we were born 12 days ago. We don't know anything that happened before that. As we're slowly starting to learn more about ourselves, I found out that there was a time when I didn't have those tattoos, when I didn't have those triangles, and... How young were you? Teenager. hmm Yeah. And my choices started getting taken away from me then. Hmm. So all those triangles, all that stuff, it wasn't me. It was somebody else.
1: Are you sure about that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah
2: but i don't know either man i wasn't trying to be disrespectful and I, I really appreciate you coming to help so that i could learn more about this
1: all right i'm going to look out on the street now it's a lot of conversation
2: <laughs> i uh
1: i get feelings when i start talking
2: like Denman. i'm with you yeah You know, you could also think about those feathers like like the story of your mom, like, you know, where she's embracing you. She loves you. Every single one of those feathers is another, another little bit of love that she leaves you with in this world.
1: Look, my mom took my brothers and fucking left us. She went out west, I don't know, she went to Riddleport, she went to Magmar. It was just me and my dad and my sister. We came here looking for a better life. Ustalav. What a great fucking better life this is. I don't know. I know my ma loved me. And I know my ma meant to pass on what was important to her to me. It's real hard for me to think about her without. Anger yeah, yeah. All right. I hear you. I've learned how to listen. <sighs> God, <a> fucking days.
2: <sighs> when, uh, when we finish making the, uh, getting the alchemical torch all worked up, you want to fire it once?
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. You have a masterwork pistol. <laughs> nice. Ooh.
3: I think uh, Johnny should make a check to reduce uh, Denman's sanity.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It misfires and takes two of Denman's fingers. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Look at that.
2: Attack bonus plus nine. I love it. Actually a real attack bonus for once. Wow. And that's before study target. All right. So let's
1: see what else can wrap on the ship before we go. Anything else anyone wants to talk to before we head out?
2: Did we want to mention to Boston the thing about the knife? Oh, yes. Because he should not be going out with that.
3: I thought um, that that person from the sleepless agency was going to go talk to him.
1: I think Roni indicated he wanted to talk to him first. Oh, okay, Just want to like, give him a heads up. Yeah. So you can give him the heads up. And at this point johnny i think mechanically speaking we kind of since there was no money to be had in book one we kind of like we're accepting a hundred gold piece payment for this feat retraining by means of borrowing items but since we actually have money now i think it would probably occur to Gull to like actually pay him uh in exchange for these and he you know he winter was important to him and he understands that if there's actually somebody from winter's life who wants this weapon back he's not gonna, gonna he's gonna have no problem with that at at all at all
2: do you want me to uh, to deliver it, or do you want to deliver it?
1: Well, this feels like your business. I don't uh, want to be caught in the middle of this. All right. And he is carrying your blade. Do you want to ask for that back? I... He has been paid now for his services. I do, yeah. Okay. He passes back the black rapier with the rose-handled hilt which does, as we know, carry psychic significance. Yes. Oh, well, we learned that for uh, 40 odd chapters ago.
2: several things that I'm still carrying that have psychic yes. significance oh, that yeah. uh, when we have time will be uh, something that I would like to ask Dora about. So
1: what do we want to tackle today? We could also, if we wanted to, if your plan is to do a reading at some point today before you leave, Katie, that could happen as well, or we could save it for the end of the day. However I, you see you want to spend the day.
3: I don't have a plan for a reading today. Okay.
2: Oh, I mean, I would certainly, although I remember having a thought that there was a place that we might be going to, but you would, n- n- never mind. Um, save it for a place, just to save it in
1: case?
3: Yeah. Okay, great. I mean, she briefly entertained doing it at one of the Stella Stones, but then we found out it was an artifact, and she was like, no, let's skip it. Yeah. What are we doing today? Yeah, what are
2: we doing? Well, I've got the uh, the Pier 19 possibility, mm. which might lead us further up the... Up the plans of like what Melisandre and I were possibly doing, um, mm-hmm. and continue to unravel that, or we could, we
3: could check in at the Sleepless Agency and, check and see, in, in, see, see if, if the city anything, anything for us. See if
2: there's uh, if we want to go to. We could also do a thing and, and literally go to Iris Hill. We haven't gone there.
0: Yeah. At some point, I'm going to have to go to the fort. I expect yeah. to.
3: That's true. Uh, Dora is. Not crazy about going to Iris Hill until we have something concrete to do there.
1: Even a scouting trip? You want to just save it until you know what your intention is?
3: She would bump it to the bottom of the list. Got it. It's a potent place for Tima, and their relationship is tenuous right this second. And she just feels...
1: Yeah.
2: We could also... Nervous about it. Go to the whaling House. That would be a place where one could gain information if we wanted to go there. Give me a uh, those of you that can, those of you
1: for whom it's not a waste of time. Give me a diplomacy check.
2: <laughs> a diplomacy check? Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Twenty-two.
1: Great. So when <laughs> I, I'm. I'm a, <laughs> Since you bring up Pier 19, I'm assuming you've brought it up to the other characters. Yeah, yeah. Is this, this is,
2: this is, I'm. These are all things that... We're that, discussing. ...that Roni is bringing up and mentions, like, I got this information Fantastic. from, from uh, Keldrin. And-
1: so as as these morning activities are, are going on, uh, maybe you mentioned it before you headed out to upgrade your pistol. Doris had a little bit of time after the counseling session. A little asking around. Uh, it's pretty easy to determine... Where Pier 19 would be located based on the numbering of the piers. And it's very close. Basically, if you head back to town and you take a left at the book layers, it's right down in that dirty, grimy. It's like that. There's a pier at the end of that dirty, grimy neighborhood. Mm. It's called Worms Hook locally. And it's. uh, What's the deal with it? Oh, right.
0: Uh, There were a series of grisly murders there at some point in the last year. (laughs) That's why it's called Worms Hook. I think after seeing the seeing the exchange at the stain between Roni and Kel- Keldon is that the name Keldrin Keldrin, Keldrin. Uh, Grip is also intrigued by this Pier 19 business mm-hmm. that's certainly an easy thing to start the day with if you, since it's so close and you kind of yeah. have to pass it to go
1: anywhere else you want to pop by Pier yes. 19 and see what you see let's check it out all right, you head into town. You go through the copse of trees. You pass the book layers, take a left. As you start heading into some of these smaller homes, you do notice, since you spent a little time here yesterday morning, sort of scouting out the murals. There's a new one today.
3: Hmm.
1: Big, new, brilliant mural of a city made, of, made out of charcoal and yellow chalk.
3: When are they doing it?
1: Yeah, it, this looks like something that would take months, the level of detail is... And it appears overnight. It seemed to have appeared overnight. Did it replace
0: one that was already there, or is this in a place that did not have one No, a place that did not have one, it appears
1: fresh in the morning. And when you, you know, as you sort of have been asking around about this, this appears to be the way of it. Like, they will appear just out of nowhere Mm -hmm. overnight. Detect magic on it? Uh, No magic coming off of them. No spellcraft check we could make, or a Knowledge mm-hmm. check. No, because there's no. There's, they're not magical.
3: Psychics. I touch it.
0: I touch it just to see if it does it. Does it smear like just a finger? Or does it? Does it remain intact? Yeah, it's you touch, it, touch it,
1: it. It does smear, and it does feel real. And you you end up with like paint or uh, like, like charcoal, charcoal and chalk. Yeah, okay. you end up with the grime of charcoal and chalk on your fingers. It's very tactile, and uh, so it's not an illusion, and it's not something that has been
0: sealed or. Pre- right. prevent, you know. you saw up.
1: one yesterday in the rain, kind of dripping, and right. and uh, yeah. They, they, I
0: brush the residue off my hands. Yes. In case it's poison. You dream the
1: dreams.
3: Any of psychic the chalk. significance?
1: No psychic significance. No. Mm-mm. Okay. All right.
4: Mm-hmm. Do the uh, murals depict different perspectives, or are they all from a similar pers- perspective as you're looking at them?
1: They they depict. Different perspectives and even though it all feels like the same city, the more of these you look at, the architecture is completely different in each of them as is it, though is the
3: worlds of Jamandor
1: as though places manifest places maybe have been pulled into absorbed by
2: hmm. a city of madness yeah and we're naming it now, aren't we? Let's say Designed it. Designed by mad men to study madness. And tentacles. Squishy bits. I
3: can't remember the name. Carcosa.
2: Carcosa. Carcosa. I'm. I'm all for going to the pier. Yeah, let's do it. Agreed. All right, we head down
1: through those houses, which are not boarded up, but closed up. Shutters closed. You don't really see signs of people moving about in this particular neighborhood. And you, you pass a couple of... Piers, You pass Pier 17 and 18, which are both near each other and seem to be... They're not currently being used, but they seem to be more well-kempt. And you make your way down the shore through the mist and fog to a very lonely, weather-beaten, nasty old pier. Barnacle-covered posts holding up this sagging dock, there's like a single metal pail rusting at the end of the pier. There's a ramshackle collapsed shack sitting at the edge of the water right near the pier. It looks like maybe an old bait house or something like that. So as you arrive there, there's no real houses close by. There's just this abandoned shack and there's this pier sticking out into the water. And uh, it's very quiet, Looks, you know, it immediately looks incredibly creepy and, uh, unused. And there's probably still bloodstains from the murders that can't quite get washed out of the wood. (laughs) So these barnacle-covered posts holding up this sagging dock still smeared with old blood and this single rusted pail sitting kind of ominously out at the end of this dock.
3: Well, let's investigate this shack, this murder shack.
1: Heading to the shack? Mm -hmm. mm-hmm. A quick toss-over reveals uh, just a, an old, abandoned space. Nothing of interest, nothing left there. All personal belongings cleaned out. And it looks as though years and years ago. And, you know, the, the, the roof is half-caved in. There's only one story to this place, no basement. Uh, an unused space of once-living space now faded into, into decay. Start searching around? Give me a
2: check. 29 worth 32 for <laughs> trap finding.
1: Nothing to find inside the shack. It is definitely empty and bereft of significance or equipment. Or stuff.
3: So we'll search the pier.
0: Yeah, I'm going to walk out onto that fucking pier, then.
1: All Up right. A
2: bucket. Grip setting out first? Me. Uh, no. I will check for traps along the pier. Okay. So, <laughs>
1: Roni, then Grip, then uh, Dora and Ray, the old, uh, the old, the old Dora marching order here? The ah, the morning.
0: old Briarstone marching
3: order. <laughs> Unless it's useful, um, since there is an underneath to appear, yeah. um, maybe it would be useful for me to stay on land and keep watch underneath the pier, since we know there are frogmen about. Oh,
1: sure. Yeah, you want to so stay back at the base of the pier?
3: Mm-hmm. But, you know, not right at the base of the pier, like off to one side, so I can see if anything's moving underneath it.
4: Sure. I will stay with Dora. With
1: Dora. All right. So the pier is about... It's a little over 50 feet long, so Roni and Grip are heading out. Dora and Ray are standing off to the left side where they can get a view underneath. And uh, you're checking for traps. You're checking for any any difficulties or obstructions or dangerous bits there. Roni, what'd you get? 30. Give me perception checks from Dora and Ray.
3: 29.
4: 15. 15. <laughs>
3: stealth check 30.
1: <laughs> this is fun. Um, the two of you are in a place to see what attempts to ambush Rony and Grip. Because rather than all of you being on top of the pier where it can emerge from the water and be unseen, you're off to the side and you see a horrific mass of eyes Mouths and teeth staring in all directions as it slithers out of the water up one of the barnacle-covered posts in the direction of the rest of the party. Everybody, roll initiative. The two of you are going to get in a surprise round.
3: Oh, I'm aware of it.
1: Oh wait, wait, what did you roll?
3: Twenty-nine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Both of you are aware of it. Both of you beat a stealth check.
3: Um, I'm aware of it, so I can make a sense motive check. Oh Against yes. DC fifteen or eleven plus its bluff check.
1: Go ahead and roll that, Katie. I got an
3: eighteen.
1: So you get to add, what, plus one to your initiative?
3: Unless I beat... I couldn't have beat it by five, so yeah.
1: All right. Let me bring you to a map.
3: <laughs> I got to use my skill on that. Yay,
0: Yay, that's awesome. This is fucking gibbering mouther. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way.
3: <laughs> well, that was worth it.
1: <laughs> Dora. Six. Ray. Eight. Oh boy. Grip. Sixteen. There we go. Rony.
0: Eleven.
3: It doesn't look like it has a mind. <laughs> no, it doesn't.
0: Is seven the number of shame
2: points we should have now?
3: Yes. Okay. Five plus half a level.
2: Five inspiration points. Four grip points. Seven <laughs> shame points. <laughs> okay, so this hideous like eight foot
1: wide heap of gelatinous eyeballs, mouths and teeth slides out of the water and climbs up this post, heading towards your friends in what is a surprise round here. Both Dora and Ray will be able to act, but they have now seen this creature. Everyone get ready to roll. We're going to check your sanity. The two of you give me a will save. You have now seen this creature.
3: 24. 19.
1: You both succeed and take only one point of sanity damage.
3: <laughs> God, why are we in this phase of the game now?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Bringing Dora up to four and yeah. Ray up to two. Both of you are still, both of you took damage under your threshold, so you're still, for the moment, Fine. My threshold is much worse than everyone else's. Is that correct? Your threshold is zero. If you take damage, you are getting madness, or you're getting great. thrust great, out great, of great, your. Great. Yes, and that is a that is a byproduct of the total of your mental ability scores. Mm-hmm. So, Ray, your next act. You spot this creature moving up. You've got a single standard action or a move action to describe where you're at. So you are. 25 feet from the base of the pier uh-huh. at the moment Roni and grip about 20 feet up the pier and the creature is emerging about another 20 25 feet ahead of them so you yourself are 70 feet away from this thing it's emerging at the very end of the pier slithering up past the r- rusted pail sitting there right
4: I'd like to drop and draw you're
1: gonna drop your
4: morning star morning star and draw like
1: crossbow. draw your crossbow. Dora, you are up. Same. You're standing right next to Ray. Basically, same positioning here.
3: Without even thinking about it. Yeah. Dora raises her hand. She summons the image of a bullseye.
1: Oh, this is a new one.
3: And feels bored. I love this. Apathetic. Uh huh. Uh huh. As magic missiles fly from her hand directly at the oh, creature. Oh sweet! Missiles of pure
1: force shoot out of her hands. What do they look like?
3: Um, they're they're or um, they're dark. Uh huh. They're like um, glowing blood, like uh, that that lightsaber that she and Carlo Esposito had at the end of Boba Fett. Oh like yeah, dark yeah, oh, no no, yeah. Mandalorian. Wait, Mandal- one Mandalorian. of those shows, Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're they're dark. And after they go, she sort of looks at her hand, like, what the hell was that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> How odd is it that. We're a party of fifth level and magic missile has now appeared for the first time. Very first
3: time. (laughs) From us. From us. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And you do know, you you could now that you
1: know that you know this, Dora, you can shoot them with impunity at Ray if you wish. Because he's got the (laughs) he's got Ratchet's brooch. Please enjoy. So how many missiles do you shoot? You shoot is it three?
3: It looks like three.
1: Because you're fifth level. Yes, I am. And how much total damage do these missiles, which strike unerringly, don't even need to make an attack roll? Nine. Total of nine points of damage. Thew, thew, thew. These dark missiles thrust into this squirming, shivering, hideous pile of mouths, teeth, and eyes. Do we have any sense of if it took the damage? It howls in pain and rage. It definitely seems to have been injured I, by I it. I
3: hope it wasn't inviting us to tea beneath the pier. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Now we on round one. And it beats... I
3: swear to God, if we have to make sanity checks every round of this thing, I'm going to beat you.
1: It beat everybody's initiative. It has so many things it can do as free actions. <laughs>
2: Talk to us, tell a joke.
3: Offer us a drink.
2: Does a little
1: dance. <laughs> says, hey, how dogs? you doing? Uh, no. The first thing that Mouther does is emit this otherworldly cacophony of maddening sound. Everybody within 60 feet, which I think thanks to the measurements we just did, doesn't include Dora and Ray. So both Roni and Grip need to give me a will save. Hey, Johnny. Yep. You are making a save against uh, an ability of an aberration.
2: <gasps> I get to I think add you to get
1: that. you get a special bonus
0: for that. Nice. Grip. 13. Keeping that?
1: Yeah. And Roni. 27. You keeping that? <laughs>
3: I'm never going to figure out what the DC is if Griff doesn't make uh, it.
1: Uh, yes, I'm keeping that. You both feel your minds slide into madness, but manage to fight the effect yeah. off. However, you do see it now. So go ahead and give me your sanity checks. This is a straight up will Guys. save. Guys. Johnny, I think you can add your, your uh, foe of the, what is it? What is it, what is it no. Bane of something ability?
2: Uh, yeah, my uh, foe of the strange. Uh-huh. Add an additional plus one trait bonus versus extraordinary spell-like and supernatural abilities of aberrations. That's what we're doing right now. Ah, uh, wow. but I only got a ten, so I am going to. Mm, mm, I'm gonna. N- no, no, I think I. No, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what happens. What about grip? Natural one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
0: Rob's face is now in his hands.
3: Not great, Robert.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Is
2: this about to be a TPK? No,
1: no, no. It's one of those things where because I'm still still adjusting to the sanity rules. I don't know them automatically, and we had a relatively few number of checks last book. I have to actually check this every single time. Okay, you do both fail. In this case, that means you both take two points of sanity damage, which in this case, still under Roni's threshold, and because of where Grip's at, it just basically means uh, he's just adding on, he's adding on to the pile of sanity damage here.
0: So I'm at 5-5 five, five now? Yep. What's the most I had last book? Was I...
1: You were at six, maybe seven, six like or seven. Right from
0: the from the top, right? Yeah, very, <laughs> very early.
1: <laughs> Instantly. Welcome, welcome to the game. Take some <laughs> damage.
0: But so for for right now, no noticeable effects from taking that.
1: No mechanical effects. This is the kind of thing where had you been dormant, you would become undormant. Since you are currently not dormant, uh, you're just.
3: You're just still just of... throw it on the pile, and
1: this is a byproduct of how we've decided to ease these rules up a little bit. Right, by, by at this point in book two, Robert Grip would have already had two more madnesses added to his pile if we were doing Jesus. the existing rules. So, um, <laughs> just just know that. Okay, but I know not
3: it. gone to not progress to a greater. Like, how does that happen?
1: No, he's got to get to. He has five sanity damage right now. When he hits his edge, which is. 21. When he hits 21 oh. points, then he goes into greater territory.
3: Okay, that's high, but you fail a lot.
1: Okay, so that's just one thing it can do as a free action. Great. The, next, more? the next thing it does is one of its many, many, many mouths emits a stream of spittle <laughs> at the closest target within 30 feet, which at this point is Ronnie. Is it in yep. 30 feet? Yeah. Oh, Very very much so. Oh, 20 feet away from you. Alright, here we go. Stream of acidic spittle coming your way. Does a 20 hit your flat-footed?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> the stuff gets in your eyes, Roni. Give me mm. a fortitude save. It burns.
2: It burns your face and your eyes. Uh, it, would this be considered poison? This. No, this is not poison, but okay. it is
1: the ability of yet another ability of an aberration. Is it acid? Oh. It is
2: acid. Oh, that's not good. Might be relevant later. Oh, oh yeah, 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 right. Uh, an eight. I got an eight.
3: Eights usually fail things.
2: Yeah, and I don't think I'm gonna well, no, I've got all these different things, so let's see. You know what? We're gonna we're throw gonna some points we're at gonna, this. We're gonna throw some of our resources many piles of mean. points. <laughs> throw your resources at this encounter. <laughs> throw them all away! Throw them away. <laughs> all away.
3: Alright, <First> let's encounter <laughs> see. encounter of level five.
2: So, we can <laughs> add, we can do a shame point. And then I'm gonna spend to inspiration.
1: <laughs> Throw it away. That's what? right.
3: Burn it.
2: That's right. Oh man, all those resources uh, a 12. That's what I got. Wow. Garbage.
1: The acid gets in your eyes, and Rony is blinded. You mm. cannot see. Minus two penalty to armor class. Lose your dex to AC. Minus four penalty on most strength and dexterity based skill checks and opposed perception checks. You are uh, in a bad state. You cannot see. It's burning at your eyes.
3: This is a very bad way to begin the day. Is that the last of its reactions
2: this round? Oh, so it gets to take its real turn soon. Now it can actually start its turn. Jesus. I don't- it was all very nice knowing you all. Oh, oh,
1: okay. This is fun. This is, so the way this ended up, you know, the, the way this encounter is originally envisioned is that you're all kind of out at the end of the pier and it yeah. slips up and catches you by surprise. The way this fell down, it takes a double move, which just gets it to closing with Roni. Seems to be moving very, very slowly along the end of this pier.
3: So it's an ooze.
1: It Well, no, we know it's an aberration.
3: Oh, those are different things?
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh. All right, so it has to use its entire turn—a double move—to get uh, to close up with Roni. So it's five feet away from Roni, ten feet away from Grip now, who is just a little uh, diagonal five-foot step behind Roni. Next up is Grip. It's not holding any bladed weapons, so that's good. That's
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> There's not one—not one in one of its many mouths. No. So Robert may be shaken, uh, but Grip does not Grip is not. Um, all right, so <laughs> it's time to start hitting. Um does it look like it looks disgusting, <laughs> loathsome and hungry? Does it look, does it look like, like something it has does it look like something and you can tell me that this is a question that I shouldn't be asking, but that something that a that a blade would damage or does it look like something that a bludgeon would damage? Do it's, I have
1: any sense of that? You've never in your life seen anything like this. Okay. I mean, you know, it's kind of rubbery, but it's also composed of eyes and
0: mouths. All right, then. I'm who knows just, what'll happen? Uh, Grip's gonna take a five-foot step up to be shoulder to shoulder with Roni, who is just hollering and wipe, trying to wipe, yeah, he's screaming, spit a lot of his the, eyes. Yeah. Sizer. And I'm just gonna unleash a brawler's flurry. Here we go on the thing. Fists. Fists. All right. Um Roll it up. Seven plus seven. Ooh, natural twenty on the first one. Ooh, yeah. Ooh yeah. yeah. Nice. Back it up back, up. it up. back it up. Uh, for a, eight, backed up with an 18. You keeping that? Yeah.
1: It does seem to appear as though, because this thing is amorphous, has no front or back, and no actual anatomy, that it's not subject to critical oh, hits. Man, but man. you did
0: land a blow. Fine. Um, so that first... <laughs> That's a freebie for you. There's an ability it's got. Um, I'm gonna roll like... the second attack real quick, just to get that. Uh, that's not gonna do it. That's gonna be a 15. No. I'm gonna use a point on that.
1: How shameful do you feel that you let your pal? Your a little. So in? 17. 17. <laughs> That's a miss. It slurps all okay. the way. So I get the first one for one Oh, no, you probably touch it. You just you're, you're, You bounce harmlessly off of a wet, slimy eyeball.
3: AC 18.
1: Uh, for a total of seven points of damage. Which it does indeed seem to take, as far as you can tell. It rebounds. Maybe you puncture an eyeball.
0: Yes! <laughs>
1: <clears throat> eyeball goo all over your hands. Nice. Roni is up next. Rony is blind. What does Rony do?
2: Uh, I think that the very first thing that Rony would do is probably try to step away from it. So he's going to take a five-foot step away. Backwards. Nice. Done and done. Uh,
3: Doors on the beach yelling, can I hurt it with mind-affecting effects?
2: (laughs) And uh, then he's going to probably (laughs) blindly uh, take his, uh, okay, no, the next thing he would do is he would try to make a knowledge check. On what he's seen. On what he saw before, just before the spittle blinded him and he couldn't see anything else. That would be a dungeoneering check. That is a uh,
1: twenty-one. Disgusting, loathsome, and hungry. These are the only words that properly d- properly describe these creatures. They are foul things that lurk in underground sewers, caves, and nightmares. They have no societal, ecological, or religious significance, other than their ability to drive those that listen to them mad. Some scholars believe that they are a lesser va- variant of much more dangerous, perhaps great old ones. While others theorize that they are a punishment by some powerful being or deity upon those who have offended it. Okay. So we know that they're amorphous, they're not going to take critical hits. What else, what other kind of information are you interested in, Johnny? I'll veer that direction. You know that their spittle can blind you. Um... You know that they can emit a cacophony of maddening sound.
2: My first thought would be, is there any easy way to hurt it? Like, does it have any kind of, again, any kind of susceptibility to anything, any kind of, like, weakness, anything like that? Okay. That would be the first thing that I would think, and then, if that's not a... I think probably, um, does it have... what? What are its physical attacks, since we've seen its non-physical attacks? So, Esperoni's racking his brain to think about what possible
1: vulnerabilities or offensive capability this creature might have. He does recall knowledge that these things uh, do possess, they don't have any vulnerabilities to damage, but they do possess some damage reduction that can only be overcome by bludgeoning weapons. Good choice there, Robert. And he does know that they make six bite attacks per round. <sighs> And that each and every one of those has the capacity to latch on and start draining your blood. Oh no! Yes, sir. Roni's got another action left. What do you What do you do? Uh, I would definitely. Uh, I well, mean, I just feel five footsteps. you got. What do you What do you want to do?
2: Uh, I would want to give that information to everybody. Yeah, sure. Uh, grip especially, um, and then. Uh, oh God. Uh, I'm like literally right on the edge of this pier <laughs> yes I can't I, can't, right I can no longer you move could, because your, I took a five foot step right
1: right with your left foot you can feel the edge of this ramshackle collapsing old
2: dock uh, I will I will uh as a standard action I will um, drink an extract ooh what happens my shield pops up nice everybody recognizes the sight of that end of your turn there I can't move and I don't have anything to do for a move action right now. So yeah, that's my, all right.
1: So Ronnie's hanging back, uh, drinking an extract and yelling out information about the mouther as we move to Ray's turn. Ray at this point is 55 feet away from the creature, but both Ronnie and grip are standing between you providing some cover there.
4: And Ray just heard that, um, bludgeoning damage. Yep. Uh, not piercing. So, I'm going to replace again my, my crossbow back with my Morning Star. Drop which, the
1: crossbow and pick up the Morning Star, mm-hmm, yep. which
4: does bludgeoning and piercing. Okay. And um, take a move action 20 feet.
1: Ray is moving closer to the madness and six attacks per
2: round, leaving Dora <laughs> standing alone on the beach by herself. You can get five feet more forward if you wanted to, Paul. Thanks, John.
1: Here at the end of the turn, it's Dora. Dora is 50 feet away from the creature. Ray is hustling towards the base of the dock, Morningstar in hand. Roni is Rony and Grip are between you and the creature. Rony's writhing in blinded agony, and Grip is hunkered oh, down in combat mode.
2: I guess I do have a question. Is there any kind of like move action that I would be able to take to have wiped my face or done anything? Is there any kind of... Or is this just a rounds per... As it seems as though Roni attempts to
1: do that, he's not making headway Got it. with that. with that, means. It seems to be just burning away at a certain rate. Got
3: it. Yep. Thank you. What does Dora do? Tina. Oh. oh <gasps> Have you yes. ever seen one of these before? She asks herself, I'm going to use my possessed trait to mm-hmm. make a knowledge check. All righty. Uh, but before I do that, how does this work? Like if I if I make a high enough check, can I get different information? Or yes. is it like a ranking of information? Imp- okay.
1: I will never shaft you in that way. Okay. <laughs> there's so, many, so wa- many other ways there's so many ways i want to make your lives miserable but i won't i will always make that useful to you thank you presuming you will succeed of course
3: yeah that's the problem right because right. it's just an intelligence check for me no ranks
1: but we did see you get a 23 intelligence check last well, session i think
3: Didn't that? wasted it <laughs> throw your intelligence oh, okay 21 away. hey hey well that's damn good is it immune to mind affecting effects
1: as far as Dora knows, as far as Tima remembers, mm-hmm. oh, she's dealt with these before, uh, they have minds, and those minds can be damaged.
3: You also know... I have specific questions if it helps. What's your question? Well, like, um, I have a thing that will suppress some of its abilities if they're... Spell-like or extraordinary. it has a ton of it has demonstrated a ton of free actions. I can't do anything about its bite, but if maybe I can stop it from screaming or spitting or doing those things that will change what I do next. What kind of actions can you suppress? I can suppress. If I succeed, Skill ranks spells known, spells prepared, and activated feats as well as its extraordinary supernatural and spell-like abilities.
1: Uh, um.
3: I'm guessing that it might be wasted on this creature, but...
1: No, you're guessing it would be useful against every single thing it has. This is So what Tima knows, let me fill you in this way. Yeah. What Tima knows is this is not a creature that casts spells. It does have a mind, but it doesn't cast spells. But everything it does with its body, including the number of attacks it takes, the way it engulfs you and drains blood, these are all extraordinary abilities. Right. And the, the screaming and hollering it can do to wreck your minds is a supernatural ability.
3: Fantastic. Um...
1: Hey, for once...
3: Yeah. The ooze like creature is. Wow. I have but one question that I have to ask myself Do who, you feel lucky? Who is going to cast <laughs> this spell? Mm-hmm. Team is so excited <laughs> about knowing this thing and having a shot at it. Mm. Let me out. I can take care of it. Dora wants to show trust, <laughs> wants to establish a rapport. This uh-huh. may be a huge mistake, but she's confident she can get control back. Okay. She lets Tima out. All Swift action, and Tima cackles and casts mental block.
1: Oh, wow, this is a new spell, right? Yeah. Okay, so give me the whole rundown here, so I can.
3: She it. imagines the slamming of a giant book shut with a loud noise. What book? The Chain of Knights.
1: Okay. Doesn't have to
4: be. I'm just curious if it is. No, it is. Okay.
3: Tima also knows that we've been studying the Chain of Knights. Um, it's
4: a good night, Moon.
3: This is a will oh, well, save? Because it could also
1: be. Oh, let me give you something. Let okay, me give yeah. You one.
3: If it's not the Chain of Knights, I don't care. So please give me something.
1: It is the rotting urine-covered spellbook <laughs> in Gull's Haversack. Yeah. Not Gull's. Uh, in Rony's, <laughs> Rony's Haversack, Haversack. Haversack. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, From before yeah. it was ever ruined in pristine condition. And I bet mm-hmm.
3: Magic Missile is in there. Yeah. Um, okay, so this so is Tima. Tima
1: pictures her spellbook.
3: yeah. This is Tima. Yeah. So the DC is one higher, and it's a divination spell. So the DC is one higher than that. Nice. And this is a will save. And tell me what it does again. You block access to the target's procedural memories, preventing it from drawing upon its experience and expertise. The target loses all skill ranks, spells known, spells prepared, and activated feats, as well as its extraordinary supernatural and spell-like abilities. Each round... At the end of the target's turn, the target can t- attempt another will save to end this effect. God, that's
1: fucking bonkers. Now, the only
3: the only sad part about <laughs> That's using, intense. Yeah, yep. The only sad part about using this spell is that it doesn't cause damage. So I can't demonstrate that Tima's bleed has gotten stronger.
1: <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Something also, else happens though. Yeah,
3: now Tima is out. Um, I need to roll a D100. Mm-hmm. God, I, I I withheld all of this stuff at the end of last session, and like literally everything is coming out at one point. <laughs> she rolls a twenty-six. This is such a cool ability. Tima's skin becomes uh, rubbery, a little bit like like um, like the gibbering mouthers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She gains dr five bludgeoning oh! as long as she is manifesting.
1: Nice. Wow. That is so cool. All right, so I'm making a will save. Twelve.
3: <gasps> oh it fails. So
1: you have I... just, Tima has just inserted herself into the mind of the mouther and blocked off its ability to do everything on this gigantic sheet that you see right here. <laughs> do you see how many abilities this thing has? I do. Many it of them can't are do any of them at the moment. Holy crap. So it gets... Does that include its attacks? Like its its physical attacks? It can take its physical attacks, but it can't then... Um, do the
0: latch on or the... It can't
1: do the blood drain. It can't do the engulf. It can't do the <gasps> grab. <laughs> Oof, so you it... got
3: five rounds, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it gets a save at the end of each its turn. Yeah, so but she, might break you know, she, she doesn't feel that confident.
3: You might have
1: five rounds, <laughs> but up oh, well, to 30, five 30, rounds, 30, 35 seconds, maybe. Okay, <laughs> so we are in round two. It is the mouther's turn. It gets a save at the end of its turn, so it's stuck in this situation, completely confused. Uh, oh. One. No, no, no. No, this is actually good for you. Huh, I wonder how this would manifest. So, what you see is as this spell takes hold, Grip, you see that all of the thousands of eyeballs, which had been pointing in all directions at once, <laughs> kind of like shoo, lock in on you as it's kind of looking omni-directionally, like a normal person might have to do. And it seems to lose some of its softness and shapelessness as it kind of hardens a bit and... Um, it can se- be crit. Seems a little less wow. amorphous than it had been before. Look it might have discernible anatomy. Like, this is wild.
3: That's amazing.
1: Um, okay. So it can't do anything special with its attacks, but it still does have six attacks. Here mm-hmm. we go. 26. Hit. I can't grab. Four points of damage. 18. Miss. Miss. 22. Hit. Four more points of damage. Natural 20. Backed up with a 15. Uh, miss on the backup. Regular hit. One point of damage. Last attack miss. All right, a flurry of tentacles explodes out of this goo-like creature, hitting Grip a whole number of times, but not actually seeming to hit super hard. Grip kind of uh, just weathers the storm as if uh, the main benefit of making these attacks is to do something else that it can no longer do. Reaching end of its turn, it attempts a will save to end this effect. Natural one. Ah,
3: <laughs> my goodness. Oh. I can never try again.
1: Oh. Just leave this spell alone. <laughs> the perfect iteration has happened.
0: Grip, you're up. I'm gonna do what I done did before. I'll do it. When I hit it. Blawlers. Blaller, Blawlers. <laughs> Fury. I think, I, I think Fury. Tima
3: gave him combat advice. With you got five rounds, boys. Remove that.
1: Oh, very well. You've got some. Uh, so that's a plus one. You're on a ticking. You're on a ticking clock, and you know it. All right. And Tima has helped you recognize that the state that it's currently in, it's got to be dealt with quickly.
0: So that's a plus one. Easy. Natural one on the first one.
1: Thanks.
0: Thanks for playing. (sighs) Second one, no. Miss, miss. Grip is too
1: flabbergasted by this creature. You're
3: never getting team's combat advice again.
1: (laughs) I'd like to believe
2: that. never. (laughs) Roni, you're up. You're still blind. In terms of being blinded, it doesn't change my movement speed, though, does it? You have to move half speed. Half speed. Okay. Well, I will still move half speed then, and I will move myself uh, 15 feet Back. So Ray, as you're approaching from the base of the pier here, you see Roni staggering and
1: stumbling, blinded, back towards you.
2: Mm-hmm. And then, with my standard action, I'm going to blindly, <laughs> remembering where it <laughs> don't, was, don't hit Greg. try to uh, shoot at it. Roni
1: doesn't know that it hasn't moved.
2: That's right. I, I, I mean, literally, I am thinking that it, it, there's no reason why it would have moved because of where Rip it was situated was right there. Yeah. So that is my, I'm not trying to game the system. I'm literally just thinking, like, it was there. Bang. I can still hear it, like, chomp, chomp, chomping and gibbering. Take a shot. I would take a shot. Uh, it probably won't hit because there's like going to be a bajillion things off on, on it. But we'll see. Uh, 17. Minus four. 13. And the minus four because uh, you're firing into melee. Yep. Right.
1: Uh, any shame to go along with that? Nope, that's 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 what I that's what I'm spending. All right. In order to ensure that he doesn't uh blast grip in the back of the head,
2: the shot does miss. That's a move that's a standard. So that, that so touch attack 13 misses. Oh, it's a touch attack. Yeah, it's within range. Thank you for reminding me. That is potentially a hit. Let me check concealment. Oh,
1: all right. Hey, you got it. <laughs> hey, all right. Wow take it. And then that spell is literally Shut Down Mouther, is what the spell should be named.
2: <laughs> Six points oh. of bludgeoning and piercing damage.
1: And it does seem to indeed take all of that. Ray, you're up. Rony is uh, stumbling back the pier, firing blindly at the creature, landed a shot. You're uh, only a few like 15 feet away
0: from Rony now.
4: Uh, grip, how much damage did you take? I took nine points of damage. You get five back. And uh, crips,
1: crip's wounds close up as Ray takes on the pain. And
4: it's like Ray kind of—I'm starting to think about this life link a little bit. But I feel like there's kind of a clenching as he like feels that life force get taken out out of him. Yeah. And uh, looking at the uh gibbering this this aberration, mm-hmm. Ray reaches out towards it, willing it to. Stay where it is, and the shadows around (laughs) the gibbering mouther seem to climb up it (laughs) tendrily and grip onto it. Nice. So the gibbering mouther's own shadow seems to be trying to uh, hold onto it. And what is this spell? This is shadow trap. Mm -hmm. It's a will save. Uh, Fourteen. That's the DC is 14.
1: Oh, then it does save. It hits the DC. Okay. All right, so the creature's shadows fight off the shadows that you summon to attempt to pin it to its location, uh, fighting off that effect for the moment, but only just barely. Nice. You taking a move?
4: I'm going to walk up to Roni's side. Excellent. Dora, you're up here at the end of the round.
3: Tima strolls over to here.
1: Strolls over to the base of the pier. 35 feet away from the Mouther.
3: Which is close distance.
1: Rony and Ray standing between you and the creature.
3: Now that she knows there's a mind in there, she's going to tear it to shreds. Yeah. It yeah. can't do anything. It's humiliated. It's useless. Snipping away at the big half work. Waste. Foolish. Of flesh. Dumb. <laughs> 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 This is Mind Thrust 2. All right. And she's summoning all the cruelty she's got.
1: Oh, my God. This is the worst there has ever done in any combat ever in the history of time. That's a fail. I rolled
3: a two on the die. 23 points of damage oh! plus two bleed, which it might not usually take, but maybe now with its shit suppressed.
1: And with that, it completely uncoalesces and turns into a heap of... Eyeballs, which quickly start to just rot and fade away, leaving a steaming, disgusting, filthy mess on this pier. And that's the end of chapter 45.
0: We'll pick up right here next time. It's a good thing we were there to help Dora or Tima with that battle. All right, we'll see you next week.
1: Next week. Sirenscape check them out at sirenscape.com that's s y r i n s c a p e.com Opening and closing themes, along with additional music, composed by Rob Kozlaric. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration.
0: WTPK. Oh. <laughs> and Brilliant. Internet. Love it. Two tag. That season two tag.
3: <laughs>